This is the Clonmel Podcast with Mark Whelan. Hello, it's Mark here and welcome to your Friday fix of the Clonmel Podcast for this Friday, the 28th of January. Tell you what, January is moving along quite nicely, isn't it? We're on episode 70 of the podcast. How was your week? Hope it went well. Did you manage to venture out to your local bar or restaurant? Now, restrictions were lifted last week. There are still some people who are quite nervous out there. Understandably, please show them some respect as well. Heard some horror stories during the week about people being chastised for still keeping their two-metre social distancing supermarkets. Please be nice. Don't be like that. And don't forget to support your local bars, restaurants, theatres, cinemas, etc. It's great to have them back. Speaking of supermarkets, I was in Tesco out the Powerstown Road last week. I think it was last Monday. It was last Monday. I think it was last Monday. And I spotted a massive display of Easter eggs in the store already. Hang on a minute. When is Easter this year? Oh, yes. April the 17th. And I did buy the three for a fiver. (laughs) Just wanted to get in early, I suppose. Great to see Clonmel benefiting with funding with the active grant locations. That was announced this week. If you're a golf fan, well well done to Pat Slattery from Sleeve Them On Golf Club, who got a hole in one on the 18th last week. Well done, Pat. And congratulations to Manny Restaurant and their suppliers who raised over €5,000 for Dream for Danny last Sunday. And more good news this week. After not having one for two years, it looks like the St. Patrick's Day Parade in town will be going ahead this year. Brilliant. Loving that. So, what is coming up this week on the Clomer Podcast? Well, I'm joined by Katie Murphy from Clomer Acupuncture. David Corbett tells us about some Tai Chi and Qigong classes coming to town. How you can be part of the St. Mary's Choral Society Choir. Also, how your artwork could be displayed on the streets of Clonmel. Plus, more jobs and lots more coming up this week on the Clonmel Podcast. The Clonmel Podcast. But first, I met up with David Corbett to find out about his Tai Chi and Qigong classes he's holding in town. David Corbett, welcome to the Clonmel Podcast. I believe you've got some classes happening in Clonmel very soon regarding Tai Chi and Qigong, is that correct? That's right, Mark. Yeah, thanks for asking me to have a, have a chat about them. So they're kicking off in, in February. I'm resuming the classes um, weekly. And uh, basically what I'm, I've been practicing Qigong and, ta- and Tai Chi since the uh, mid-90s and became an instructor in 2011. Started teaching since then and have... Uh, extremely found that I'm extremely passionate about it and, and the benefits from the, the systems that they're, they're involved in coming from the Chinese perspective of internal energy. What are the benefits of Tai Chi and Qigong, David? So there's been, there's been lots of research now um, from, from medical research done and it's been proven for, to be extremely beneficial, especially for aftercare patients, for uh, as a form of physiotherapy, if you like, uh, not just the benefits for physical mobility, but also for a sense of relaxation and stimulation of the body and uh, physiological functioning of the body. So they've they've used it, but it's not just the benefits as an aftercare; it's the ease of practice and how easy they are to learn and adapt the body to. Explain Tai Chi and Qigong. Are they very similar? They're, they're, they're similar in a sense that they both 
used a concept of this uh, in internal energy the Chinese refer to as qi. You can think of it as, as life force or universal energy or vitality. Um, tai Chi was developed as a form of self-defense. It's one of the classed as one of the internal martial arts. Um, and Qigong is m more of a graceful physical movement. Uh, a very simplistic way of describing it would be Chinese yoga. Um, but both systems focus on health benefits and this harnessing and, and conservation of, of internal energy. So like a, the, the human body is a bit like if you could conceptualize a, 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 a bioelectric battery. Every battery has a specific charge that gets depleted and drained and our internal energy gets depleted and drained from many factors, from internal factors and external factors. External factors being the, the, the weather, the quality of air, the quality of food and nutrition. The internal factors, of course, would be uh, physiological functioning, um, emotional stress and mental stress. Like one of the biggest drains on our, on our internal energy is, is our obsessive thinking, for example. Okay, so tell us about the classes. I know you've got the ones in Clonmel at the Alison Cronin Dance Academy over the Old Bridge. When are they again? So the classes in Clonmel are, begin on the 10th of February, Thursday the 10th of February, starting at 8 o'clock. And then there's two other venues that I'm also doing. An hour, they're an hour-long class, but there's two other venues, uh, one in Care and one in Carrick. How much are the classes? The classes are 10 euro, and I operate on the principle that these systems of, of Tai Chi and Qigong, uh, they're beneficial, but they don't, uh, they're, not, they're not attracted by everybody here because we're, we're subjective personalities and some people like bacon and cabbage, other people like sweet and sour chicken. <laughs> um, but the, the principle I apply is you come to the class, the very first night, if you don't find a benefit or a positive experience from the class and you know that you're not going to be interested in doing them, you're under no obligation to continue with the classes and if it's the first night, you're under no, no obligation to pay because if you're not going to return, there's no point in, in paying for something you don't want. That's very nice of you, actually. That's the way I operate. That's very, very nice indeed. Duration of classes, how many weeks do I go on for? I tend to do a block of nine weeks. Nine weeks. And in that nine weeks, I strive to, to guide people through a routine that generally takes about 12 minutes to practice once it's fully learned. Uh, it's extremely beneficial. It's, there's a set of exercises that benefit the, the body, not just uh, physical mobility, but, but the internal organs, uh, your health and vitality. Um, think of it as a movement through mindfulness, set of exercises, um, and you'll end up with a smile on your face. That's what we all need, isn't it, right now? It so, really is. Yeah, the, look, the ultimate goal is to to live a healthier, happier and more vibrant life. And that's the concept from, from these exercises. Age groups, can any age come to the classes? Uh, any age above 18, I, I find that uh, the younger minds, uh, what the Chinese call the, the monkey mind, jump from branch to branch. They're a bit more stimulated by cartoons and video games than trying to, trying to shut the mind down and take a breather, take a break from everyday's life, life situation. So people of a more mature age, would this suit them as well? Exactly. 
Yeah, I did classes last. Uh, I did, sorry, I did three sessions last year in, down in Carrick in Carrick Library, and I had a, an elderly lady who was over 80 attending the, the, the sessions, and she loved them. Wow. Sorry, I've just noticed a guy walking a ferret around here. Is that is that right? Am I that's, seeing things, or is that right. is that real? Uh, that's a, he's, a, he's a pair of ferrets. So, uh, <laughs> I thought I was seeing our, things. One of our local characters. <laughs> nice guy. And what about the classes that are in Carrick and Care? When are they on? So the ones in Carrick uh, begin on Monday, the seventh of February, at seven o'clock in the Nanonagel Resource Centre down beside St Nicholas's Church, and the classes in Care are on a Saturday morning, from half ten to half eleven. All right, David Corbett, thank you very much. So, Clonmel again, no we're looking forward to uh, attending the classes. It's Tai Chi and Qigong. Yes, we can do a, we can do a sample just exercise into a meditative process. Only takes a, just to show how easy, people often say to me that they find it hard to relax and meditate. We can do a, a very simple exercise and people that are listening, they can try it when they hear the podcast, if that's okay. Oh, it's only, okay. only a couple, not, even a, not even two minutes, I would okay, say. Okay, whenever you're ready. Yeah, so place the tongue up to the roof of the mouth. Rest it up at the roof of the mouth and gently and slowly close the eyes. And as the eyes are closed, direct your attention to the external sounds. For example, the sound of the traffic, the birds currently chirping away. And then bring your mind to watch the breath entering and exiting the nostrils. Stay at this for a few seconds. Bring the mind's attention down towards the belly rest it there for a few seconds and then gradually bring the mind back up to rest behind the eyes turn your lips up into a smile feel the sensations of the facial muscles and the lips as they're smiling and perhaps a tingling in the belly direct your gaze behind the eyes and slowly open the eyes and see how you feel Fantastic. David Corbett, thank Stay you very on. much. Thank no you. No problem. You can get me on Facebook on Sure Life Energy or you can get me uh, by messaging on the mobile, which is on the Facebook page. David, thank you. Thanks so much. Cheers, Mark. Thank you to David. And if you'd like to book your place with the Tai Chi and Qigong classes, here's what you do. You can call him on this number to book 087 202 9640. That's 087 202-9640. St. Mary's Choral Society are forming a choir and are looking for members. Now, rehearsals begin next Wednesday at 7.30pm at the White Memorial Theatre. Get more details on the St. Mary's Choral Society Facebook page. The Willow Tree Autism Project at Gertner Floor Business Park are starting a social hub for children where four to eight-year-olds can come along and hang out, meet other people and take part in sensory-based activities. The price is 50 euros for four weeks and you can check out their Facebook page for more details. The South Tipperary Arts Centre are looking for local artists to be part of their new project called Inside Out. You'll get to see your artwork displayed on a large scale on the streets of Clonmel as part of their In the Open series. Closing date is Monday the 7th of February. Get more details on their social media pages. How cool will that be having your artwork displayed on the streets of Clonmel?
With St. Bridget's Day fast approaching, and remember, it will be a bank holiday next year, the Tipperary Museum of Hidden History have some St. Bridget's Day cross kits available. They're free of charge, and you can get them from the museum. Good luck to everyone taking part in the Newcastle 5K this coming Sunday. Great to see events on again, and not virtual. Now, the race starts at 12pm. Prizes for the first, second and third man and woman home. Booking fee is €12 Euro if you're interested in taking part. Get more details on the Newcastle 5K Road Race Facebook page. A CPR demonstration on how to use a defibrillator will take place out the road in Ardfinnan in the community centre on Tuesday the 15th of February at 8pm. All are welcome there. Music on the Mountain is back and no doubt the crack will be mighty. That's tomorrow, by the way, Saturday. Alton Conlon is playing the Community Centre in Kilcash. Doors open at quarter past seven. Music starts at 8pm and tickets are available from Mia Carney on Instagram, MiaArtist50, on Facebook, MiaArtist, or email MiaArtist45 at gmail.com. You can pay through PayPal or Revolut, please. More great news, and haven't we missed it? Bingo is back at Hillview Sports Club. This coming Monday, the 31st of January, doors open at 7pm with eyes down at 8. Tea and coffee, and maybe a biscuit if you're lucky at half time, with two grand in the prize pot and the jackpot stands at €1,000. Have a great time if you're going along there. The Gardee are looking for your help to locate two bicycles that were stolen from two homes in town last week. One was taken from a shed at a house on the Western Road last Thursday night, Friday morning. The other was taken from a house on the Cashel Road last Friday between 6pm and 1am. If you do have any information, please contact the Guardian on this number 052617640. On the flip side of this, I don't think these are related, but Guardian are trying to trace the owners of two bicycles that were found in town on Thursday. That's yesterday. They were recovered by the guards on the Cashel Road by Ankeny Drive area of the town. If you think they may be yours, once again, contact the Garda station 052617640. If you go to Tipperary Live on the website, there's pictures of the two bikes on there as well. If you're looking for a place to have a bit of a celebration, could be a birthday bash, meeting, dance or exercise classes, well, the Clomel Oak Social Centre function room with bar is now available for hire with a capacity of up to 150 people. You can contact this number for more, 087-986-8975 or 087-260-3922. The Tipperary Hygiene Bank, based here in town, are always looking for your donations. You'll find a full list of hygiene products on their Facebook page with various drop-off points around the town, including deals on O'Connell Street, the Sue Ryder Charity Shop in Mary Street, and the Apple Green Service Station in Moon Gareth. All products are distributed to local community partners and help local people, so please give what you can there. Now, we should get some news very shortly on what's happening with the eyesore that is Marketplace in town. Revised drawings for the development are currently being examined by the planning section of Tipperary County Council. Our library in town is soon to get a multi-million euro makeover with the expansion of the county's busiest library in Mcdell Square. Applications for a design team to draw up plans will be advertised very soon. 
Fancy going to the cinema in town this week? Here's what's on at IMC Clonmel. Sing 2 with Taron Egerton, Reese Witherspoon and Matthew McConaughey. Belfast starring Katrina Balfe, Jamie Dornan and Kieran Hines. Scream with Neve Campbell, or is it Neve Campbell? Courtney Cox and David Arquette. And Nightmare Alley starring Bradley Cooper and Kate Blanchett. More details on what's on, bookings, etc. on imccinema.ie. And once again, try and support your local cinema. It's great to have one here in town. Job-wise, any of these interest you today? Tipperary's Pure Radio are looking for a part-time salesperson covering South Tipperary. It's three days a week, working from home, and you must have your own transport. If interested, send your CV and cover letter to info at pureradio.ie and closing date is Monday the 7th of February. Best Drive on the Cashel Road are looking for pit stop tyre fitter. More on ie.indeed.com slash jobs. Mazzoni's Pizza and Pasta are looking for a social media manager. Once again, ie.indeed.com slash jobs have all the details there. Supermax in Clonmel are looking for catering staff. You guessed it. Once again, ie.indeed.com slash jobs. A housekeeping assistant is wanted at the Clonmel Park Hotel, now known as the new Talbot Hotel. ie.indeed.com once again has more details. Lines Takeaway are looking for a delivery driver. €11 an hour. ie.indeed.com slash jobs for more details there. And finally, Slevenamon Nurseries in Clonmel are looking for a landscaper slash grounds person. You must have a full driving license, 39 hours a week. Get all the details of that job on their Facebook page. If you'd like to advertise a job on the Clonmel podcast, it's free of charge. Just email theclonmelpodcast at gmail.com. Right, time for this week's interview. And I popped along to Clonmel Acupuncture and had a chat with Katie Murphy. The Clonmel Podcast. I've come to Clonmel Acupuncture and I'm joined on the podcast this week by Katie Murphy. Katie, welcome to the podcast. Welcome, Mark. It's lovely to have you here. Tell us what you do here. So I am an acupuncturist and an aromatherapist, a crystal healer and an intuitive mentor. Now, I know about acupuncture yes. and the crystals. Yes. Explain intuitive mental to me. So that sort of has come about in the last two years, well, since coronavirus came about here. Um, I brought that new element into the business where I started to see people here that wanted to just explore a bit more about life, about what they could do in their life, um, like a coaching really, to see if we could open up their energy centers a little bit more and for them to sort of explore a different way of living energetically, if, if that makes sense. It does, because you can be at a crossroads where you're not too sure yes. where your life is going. It could be through work, could be yeah. personal. So they can come to you. Absolutely. So what happened with the coronavirus is a lot of people had to stop everything and we all had to be put in isolation. And when you're put in isolation, your mind goes into overdrive and you start reevaluating your life. And, you know, is this the life you want to lead and is this the life you want to live? A lot of people were sort of almost robotic in the nine to five living of going to work and they weren't really happy with that job. So sometimes when you get forced to stop, it's like when you reset your phone, you have that moment in time where you can say, okay, 
is there a bit more out there than just this monotonous way of being? Well, yes, there is. And how on earth can someone, you know, come here and sort of realise that is by making them a little bit more awake, making them listen to their bodies a little bit more, become more in tune with their own intuition. Like we all have an incredible voice inside us, our gut, and it's just reawakening that sort of um, trust in yourself and knowing that when you enter a room and it doesn't feel good. Have you ever had that Oh, experience? we've all been there. Now, I've come into here today and the energy, you'll be glad to know, <laughs> is, is lovely. It's yeah, so relaxed. I know. Uh-uh. I'll be straight out of that door. Uh, it's so calming and relaxing in here. Yeah, and that's a good for a reason. Thank you. And I, I, it's, 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 this house feels lovely. Mm. Um, but it's about trusting that feeling, that innate wisdom that every single person has. And the problem is we've almost been conditioned to almost be a lesser version of who we should be. And I believe we are born at the exact time we're meant to be born. I believe we all have an incredible ability to have an absolutely brilliant life. It doesn't necessarily mean that you're worth millions of pounds, like euro, that's irrelevant. It's, it's having a big open heart and opening up that heart to realize that there's so much more out there for us connecting people to nature that would be a massive part of my work once you start listening to your gut nine times out of ten your gut will love you being outside like you know when you walk in a forest and you look at the trees and you hear the birds or when there's a full moon and you just happen to open your door outside and you just see the stars that feeling that beautiful sort of awareness is what being an intuitive mentor is about. It's, it's waking that bit up in someone. That's it, because people don't realise they have that, do they? Well, no. We get told we don't. Yeah. And then sometimes if you have these feelings, you're worried that you are different than others. A lot of people don't want to be seen, you know? But I believe everybody wants to be heard. Everybody wants to be loved. And I believe that by opening people up a little bit to that, that they can be a little bit more authentic in themselves. And it's, it's a lovely thing to watch someone blossom. Like we're coming into the spring in March, um, April. You often find people come in then and they, they want something a little bit different than what they currently have. And it's just waking them up to see that they have it all in them. You don't have to have the money. You don't have to have the fancy car. You don't have to f- have the Gucci, whatever. It's all about being able to be truly happy with who you truly are inside. What would the process be now if somebody was coming into you? Well, it does involve needles. Mm. Um, I mean, acupuncture has been something I've been doing for 18 years. It's, it's painless. Yes, it's painless. And it can be um, a process of like an onion. You take the layers off, okay? People often have found that they've put these masks on to be in society. So, and and truly, when they sit down with me, they realise that a lot of the stuff that they thought was um, important in their life is really irrelevant. So when they come here, they have a space, which I'm honoured that they do, feel very safe and they're able to um, open up to a different feeling. So when you lie down on the couch, you get your pulse and your tongue red, which I think you've had done before. Yeah. We know what, what, where the energy needs to move to create balance in your body. I always wondered that about the tongue. Yes, the like, tongue. Show us your tongue. And Why? Do you know what? Why? <laughs> it's, it's a terrible thing. Once you're an no one acu- likes putting their tongue any, out. <laughs> anyone that's an acupuncturist. <laughs> yeah. You know on social media when you see these pictures of people sticking their tongues out and you're like, oh, 
God, you girl, you've got a serious problem there with your bowels. And I can't do it. I can't help myself. It's just part of me. So yeah, when they're lying down in that space of complete and utter openness and, and relaxation, they get this feeling. It's like this humming, buzzing, beautiful, like letting go sensation. And it's, it's addictive um, and it's wonderful. It feels incredible, but it's shifting. It's like your body is made of energy and that energy is allowed to move then freely. And once the energy is moving freely, then things become, you, you become more in tune with your body. So you don't eat all the rubbish that you've been over consuming. You don't live on caffeine to keep you energized because your body then works better. It has more energy. You wake up feeling refreshed. And it's just switching someone on to realize that your body is not a mechanical machine. It's incredible. It's magic. And it's just allowing that sort of sort of fluidity to happen within you. And I put the crystals on. I always get people to choose their own. Everybody that comes in here has to choose a crystal. Really? I see them there in the, yes. the tray. And they always, some something always catches your eye for what you need right now. You never get it wrong. Okay. Duh, duh, duh. Looking at the black one there. <gasps> Which one? That one. This yeah. guy. This is called the Apache Tear. This is black obsidian. Um, and it was used in Native Americans. Oh. They would have used that as a tribal thing to allow grief to flow. So unshed tears. So interestingly, this is one people choose when they've had trauma in their childhood perhaps or grief or shock and they haven't actually ever um processed that and it's always a very safe stone for allowing that to happen it's also connected to the earth star which is a chakra underneath your feet oh. which you have like very much balanced because you you know you're very aware of nature so yeah so what would you do with the crystals? So we put the crystals on certain areas of the body. Yeah. I go with my gut. And as an intuitive mentor, it's about me following my intuition with you. So I, I connect to you and then I, I go with what my gut says. And then I do a bit of sound healing. So it's the crystal bowls, singing bowls, which are, everybody loves because it's just, again, it's a frequency and it's allowing the body to be. So um, we give the body about 20 to 30 minutes of being in that that space and yeah afterwards you can really feel a difference in the body did you find with the pandemic more people are now coming to you so i had to close the business originally mm. i was in dr croak place okay in town there was eight of us working and we were all like little um squirrels working away so hard i had to come off work for a while never done that before in my life mm. had to stop this isn't work it's part of me so it was a very strange thing i kind of lost my identity overnight mm. we had to close and um, I had to re, pretty much reinvent myself quite quickly. Um, and I went online with three elements of healing and I did a lot more with my um, original passion, which was aromatherapy. And I did a lot of work with acupressure so people could do things at home because there was all these people sat at home going, what do we do? What do we do? Mm, We've was, never yeah. had time to do nothing. <laughs> and it's can be quite daunting for people because they over, they make themselves so busy so they don't have to think. Yeah. Do you get what I'm saying? So there we were, all having these, making banana bread and God knows what else. Got the old banana bread, yeah. Yeah, can't touch this stuff now. <laughs> <laughs> um, so I then had to close the business, which was huge. Like, mm. I'd been there 16 years, I think. 16 Well, not years. in that particular um, clinic. But in town. But I was so proud of it. It was mm. my ego and everything else resided in that house. That was just, and we had a great um, friendship, all of us. And I had to pull it. Um, because well, how, did that, how did that affect you mentally? Um, 
huge. Did you, did you, did you have a I way went of... into like a grieving process. Yeah, you, I'd say it did. I have an amazing partner and I have two incredible children. So my... I had to focus on my children because, like, we had to homeschool, mm. <laughs> which that I was terrible at. And I, my partner was really supportive of me. I think that makes a difference. Yeah. If I'd been up here on my own with all that happening, I, I don't think I would have coped very well. Um, I grieved it because it, it was a big part of my life. Um, it was a big chapter of my life. And a lot of other things had changed, but that was always the one thing that stayed the same. My business was thriving. It always blossomed. It, it was just the constant and then bang. comfort. Mm. And then, poof, gone. So, yeah, it, it did leave an impact. But I'm always... I have this weird ability to flourish in in a when I'm put under stress, does that make sense? So it certainly does. I I can kind of I almost need that to mm. make a big decision. Otherwise, I would just ruminate all the time, going, "Yeah, I might do that. I might do it." In Chinese medicine, that's your gallbladder channel. Just needs a good kick up the ass. But I so when I make a decision, it's done. So I said to Declan, "Look, I'm going to move it up here." Now, someone had said this to me three months prior to this. I'd had an, yeah, a Zoom call with a, a man in England, a, a spiritual man, and he said to me, you're going to leave your business. And I, I actually laughed at him, was so affronted that he could even think something like that. I was like, what the hell? And I almost switched off listening to him then. Well, he was spot on. I did. And would I ever have thought we were sat here talking in this room, me, you, and that was just as a one-person show, no, I wouldn't. But would I take, would I go back? No, funnily enough, I wouldn't. Like, this is beautiful. It's, you can Perfect literally... surroundings. Once you find me, you can park and I'll tell you, the air, code, the air code's brilliant. <laughs> Thank God. And you know what? When they made those air codes, I was one of the people that thought it was a complete waste of time. Well, I take it back. Yeah, I, I think we all did. Without. Yeah, they're brilliant. You wouldn't find me. <laughs> but people can park up and be completely... Um, walk in and leave without finding parking with all the other things that used to happen every Christmas we'd never or on a court day no one could ever park and I do a lot of work with fertility I do a lot of work with stuff that can be very um you know people don't really want to to to, to shout about it sensitive. so sensitive mm. yeah and, and private and the privacy here has, has allowed that to to be a bit more people feel more secure I think perfect location yeah really happy yeah. with it and and even the trees like people look at the view whilst they're waiting to come in and all through the seasons it changes and it's beautiful. It's like a palette of green colour. Like that's all about heart healing. And if you get lost and do end up by Kira's Castle, you've go you got, you got a lovely view then when you yeah. come down to find the, <laughs> yeah. the practice as well, which, like is, which is lovely. Can I ask what brought you to Clonmel? So I originally moved over from Dorset. Well, actually, I, I, go, I, I lived all over England. Actually. Mm. Um, I went to a so are, you, are you from first. Dorset? I was born and bred... Dorset girl, yep, from Sherborne, little town, tiny little town in, in Dorset, no one's ever heard of. And I moved over in 2000 or 2001, um, millennium um, era. Yeah. And I came over with my boyfriend, who actually has gone back to England years and years ago, but I stayed. And then I met my who ex-husband now, but my husband in Tipperary, uh, Pony Club. I was teaching there as an instructor and I met him in one of the camps that we used to hold where they still do in the summer. And I just really loved Clonmel. There was something about it. It kind of, 
it resonated with me. It was a lovely feel here. So then we got married and I set up my business. I came back from China and I set up in 2004. I qualified in 2005. I started in Gladstone Street. See, I love when people drop a little, a little teaser in there. You came back from China. So, Can I ask yes. what you were doing in China? Well, I did my postgraduate training over there. How was Shanghai. that? Shanghai. It was the best thing and the most hardest thing I've ever done. I'd say it would be. Because... How are you with the language barrier? Horrific. And do you know what? <laughs> Typical English woman. I went out there thinking that people would speak my language. Well, oh, for course, goodness sake, Katie. How could I do that? So we got there and I remember we had this professor working with us. I mean, we were blessed. We were so lucky. Mm. I have been very lucky all my life. And, and I have to say this was one occasion where I thought, you jammy bugger. So I, I got this incredible man and he um, worked with lower lumbar disc problems. Okay. Well, I'd broken my back. Oh my God. Um, just the month, the, the year before. Okay, I'm going to stop you right there and ask, how did you break I your back? fell off a horse, oh as, of course. <laughs> but I was so interested in healing backs because it was an ongoing issue with me prior to breaking it. Ironically, I'd had a lot of disc work, lot disc problems, I should say. So there I was in this this ward in this massive hospital, and that's what we did predominantly the whole time and it was exactly what I wanted to do and what I wanted to specialize in and then we did a bit of work on fertility but how it was with the barrier is the incredible guy that I was under went and got an English dictionary and literally taught himself the basics by the time we'd left he was fluent in English so he taught himself he English. so so all I can say is ni hao and and it was before mobiles. Well, I didn't have one. And I remember if you wanted to speak to anyone, which would be like my mom and dad, they, you had to ring a phone box, yeah. which was, I think, six lanes of traffic from the hospital. And, and Katie comes from, like, the middle of nowhere. If you think this is... It, so there I was. It took me half an hour to cross the road to get to, the, to, to ring my parents every day or whatever it was. But, yeah, it was a big social and massive thing i mean it's so busy shanghai is even more busy now but that was when it was just taking off it was like a totally chalk and cheese i was with it and and then we used to go past these pet shops and the oh. the dogs would be in glass cages at, on the and you'd have to walk past them and it used to break i'm such a big animal lover and oh my heart broke the welfare issues and everything how long were you there for six weeks six in weeks china. in china in yeah. shanghai yeah and i and you know what of all the training I did, it was probably, I mean, we worked hard. We had to get up at eight, we left at six, and they didn't, like, the Chinese people are incredible work ethic. We don't quite have that same thing here, but it, it we were worked and worked and worked and examined, and it was a very hard, intense, Long days. very intense, and we mm. got Sundays off. Um, but it was incredible because it was what I wanted to do. Um, when you want to do something, when you want to learn something, it's amazing how you absorb it. But like at school, if you gave me maths, oh my God, I'd just be in different, I'd go off into a different world up there in the stars. So when you broke your back that time. Yes. Um, that was a. What was the procedure then? That was a difficult time for yeah. me because I was in college and my partner at the time was a huntsman. Mm. for hounds and it wasn't something I was really into course, so yeah. I was not in the best place I will yeah. say that and I'd already broken my foot prior to that quite badly I'd, I'd actually the, and it hadn't healed and I'd had another and I'd also broken just above my um, um, eyebrow on my cheek and from another fall oh my same god Casey bloody horse no. same horse <laughs> no that one was actually the same horse but the foot was a different one anyway um, when I broke my back 
um, it was really tough because I had to lie down in a bed for 12 weeks with a brace and I wasn't actually in that much pain funny enough because you, you, I couldn't feel my legs for quite a long time so I didn't know where it, this was going to take me so it's a little bit daunting when you're lying there and it, we didn't have a tv or phones so, social media <laughs> so I remember this incredible Internet. woman yeah none of that <laughs> And my dog had just had puppies. I remember that. And I really wanted to care for them, but I couldn't actually get to her. So she used to jump up on the bed with me. And, and, and it was just, a that was beautiful. But at that point, I think that was the lowest time in my life, probably. And I do remember lying there and saying, I need some help up there, please, because I can't keep going for too much longer. Now, that said, I healed incredibly well. Um, and my back, apart from this week, it's a bit dodgy from doing loads of wood cutting. Um, wood cutting. Yeah, that's silly me. But anyway, it's it's been brilliant. But it's given me the best understanding of when someone comes in here, because unless you've had sciatica or unless you've slipped, nobody gets that pain and how vulnerable it makes you feel, and how absolutely you cannot do anything. Um, and I think it gave me a huge awareness for how low your mood can go when you are in extreme discomfort, pain, and if you do or don't know where you will be with it at the end of it. But like I said, I healed very well. But I remember a woman brought me, I hardly knew her. This is the wonderful thing about when you're in these things. Sometimes the great kindness comes from the weirdest of places, doesn't it? And this woman bought me 10 books. They came from England. and Now, they weren't the kind of books that I would read. But let me just say, if you've got no internet or... You, and I started reading all no these. Telly. I think I went up a gear in my IQ after that because I ended up what, listening to, reading all these incredible novels and books, and it was just and people would leave food for me and. It's so know. lovely, isn't it? Very yeah, caring. it was beautiful. Did you get back on the horse afterwards? No, I didn't actually. Mm. Was it a fear thing, or you just I, thought I've had I, enough of it now? That's it. I think I felt like saying the universe can only give you so many signals. Right. Yeah. <laughs> that was the third one. Um, my life changed very dramatically after that. I, I I left that relationship and I and I moved down here. So, and and ironically, I ended up marrying a man that owned an equestrian centre. So still there, yeah. though, isn't it? It's yeah. still there. Um, and I became really allergic to horses. So I am really allergic to horses um, so to the bizarre, point where I I would have to take antihistamines all the time. No they were my life. I, yeah, I, I, I was yeah. riding a horse before I walked. Yeah. So, you know, my mum used to strap me in one of those baskets, which probably is absolutely lethal, but I loved it. Wow. Like ponies were everything to me. So then was the acupuncture side or the wellness side always yeah. there? Was it always kind of an interest of something you wanted to do maybe down the line in the early days maybe? Yeah, I think I always wanted to help people. It's a very strange mm. thing that I, I, I found school very... Um, I would have been a very anxious child, didn't want to leave my mum... Um, and I would have been a very um, sensitive soul. I think I would have picked up on a lot of people's feelings and probably over empathic. Um, and I would always make little potions up as a kid. I was fascinated by plants. I We grew up in a beautiful place and we had an amazing garden. My grandparents were there. They were incredible gardeners and cooks. So I spent a lot of my young, like eight, nine, ten, making things. And God only knows what what they did but I felt that they were very um I loved plants and I loved herbs and 
and like roses and I'd pick all the petals and, and make horrific rose water. But, um, and we had a lot of animals, so I wanted to help. So I knew that my heart felt happy when it was helping others, be it an animal or a human. Mm. And at one point I sort of dallied with the fact that I might become a vet. And then my mum was re- brilliant and very supportive and took me to, um, you know, when you do work experience and, yeah. oh. and blocked anal glands for a week. Oh dear. No, thank you. Oh my God. Did not want to do that. <laughs> Thanks, Mum. Yeah, the old work experience days. <laughs> best time. I think ever. everyone can relate back and go, yeah, they weren't the best. They, <laughs> but it's, you have to go in it to see I what. I know, yeah. I know you do. So the acupuncture came, I was a masseuse. So I used to work in Ragdale Hall up in Melton Mowbray as a masseuse for years. I loved it, actually. We were treated so badly and paid so little. But do you know yeah. what? The experience you get in life is just. That was one of the top ones for me. It really gave me business ethic. You didn't continue it here then, though? You didn't... So I did massage ah, for years, yeah. yeah. So in Gladstone Street, when I first started, I was a masseuse with the needling. I'd do a bit of both. And I was a deep tissue massage therapist. So um, I really did damage my thumbs. It can only, you can only do so many years with that. And I'd done 10, 12 years, and that was enough. So I came, I retired from my masseuse days. But the massage gave me a great understanding of the muscles and how it feels to loosen them up and how the acupuncture can really work with that alongside Chinese cupping. Mm. So I kind of just, I just changed it up a little bit. Um, and the, the acupuncture goes on a much deeper level. So it, it gets to the emotion that's attached to the muscle as well. So it, it, you, you get a better result. So it's win-win for everyone. If people want to contact you, how can they contact you? Um, How yes. can they get in touch? Clomel That's the website. Um, Instagram uh, is, is, I'm very active on that. Clomel I think that is. And my Facebook page is, the, the three of those are the best place to get to me. And then there, there's a mobile number there that's attached to it, which is WhatsApp is always the best one for me. I do find that when I'm not working, I'm with my kids and I, I'm not always the best with my phone, but I'm, I, you know, with the social media aspect, it, that's where I kind of put my stuff out there for people. And YouTube, I've got loads of um, free stuff on that as well for people that want to just explore a bit of, doing a bit of acupressure for themselves and meditation. Oh, that's very good. Mm. There's always that situation where you might have a bit of um, migraine and thinking, oh, I should know how to help uh, this. Or sinus. You see, yeah. sinuses can be cleared by yeah. acupressure better than it can anything else if you get it quick enough. So, And during lockdown, the amount of feedback I got from one of my sinus um, videos, like hay fever coming up, was unbelievable. I was so happy to be able to offer that up because we can all heal ourselves, by the mm. way. We don't need to go to everyone else to do it. It's just tapping in that, that you know. Yeah, but don't you guys do it better though? We, yeah, well. We have the tools. We have the tools, but we give you your tools to do it yourself as well. So that's how I would look at it. And what hours are you open? I work Mondays, Tuesdays, Thursdays and Fridays now. So, and, and they vary times. I work late on Thursdays, but other times I work around the kids, so. So you've been in Clomiel for, how many years? I moved here in 2003. Okay. So, so I worked that out. <laughs> oh, that's terrible. <laughs> I hate when people say that. Work that out. I was terrible at maths. I was terrible at maths. And my kids are really good at it. I, I like, wouldn't even attempt to answer that out of embarrassment. Yeah. So you've been here quite a while. <laughs> the two of us. Yeah, no, I've been here a while. Have you got a favourite part of Clonmel? <laughs> my favourite part of Clonmel, there's a few, but mm. I think I'm going to have to say the narrow street because that's where everything started for me. So, you know, Mitchell Street, um, that's where I, I, I 
put the business day one. And at that point, it used to be buzzing. Like I was, um, Connor Fleming was underneath my business and then it went to Miriam Halley's and I think Roma Barlow was next door to me and then we had all the boutiques and then the barber shop like it was such a lovely community spirit in that and they embraced us and they supported me and it was lovely um so that's probably my favorite street I think that when you when you have a, a little community like it's that it's it's lovely everyone's looking out for each yeah. other and we know. all cared like and, and Miriam and I you know she was lovely down there and I used to spend all my money on her on her dress I can remember as a kid coming over, when you could drive up that street. Oh, yeah, see, no, that was before my it time. It really was like, oh my god! You know? And the main guard, and you remember, I, we used to. The main guard was lovely place until the Junch Festival, which is fabulous, but not when you're trying to treat someone next, and they would be having these big live bands, oh, right. and they'd be sticking needles in someone, <laughs> telling them to relax, and there'd be like a big clash. I'm like, oh god! But um, other than that, I also love. You know, when you drive on the keys. Coming towards Guyanese, is it now? Yeah. And I love that view of the river. I think it's magic. And, I, and I've never understood why nothing's been done about it. It's just like a gem that's never been found. So I often drive on that road because I'm obviously coming down from this side of town. And I just, on, a, on the right day, with the sun shining, it's, it's just beautiful. It takes my breath away, actually. Well, do you know what? Thank you for inviting me here. You're very to welcome. Thanks Plancher. Katie Murphy, it's been a pleasure. Thank you, Mark. The Clum Podcast. Thank you, Katie. This has just come in from Kyoto Asian Street Food in Parnell Street. Due to the presence of a close contact among their staff and for the safety of their staff and customers, they have decided to remain closed until next Monday. That's the 31st of January. And they apologise for any inconvenience caused. That's Kyoto in Parnell Street, closed over the weekend but reopening on Monday. So there we have it. That is episode 70 of the Clawmill Podcast for this Friday, the 28th of January. Thank you so much for listening. If you'd like to get in contact, you can email the Clawmill Podcast at gmail.com. You'll find us on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram, and on the website, www.theclawmillpodcast.com. Big shout out to Ricky Austin and husband Paddy. Thank you for your lovely comments during the week about the podcast on social media. So until next week, stay safe, look after one another, and I'll talk to you then. Bye-bye. You've been listening to the Clumbell Podcast with Mark Whelan. Produced by West 10 Audio Productions. Your town, your podcast. <laughs> <laughs>